Welcome to Ready to Lead, a show that gives you, the leader, tools, tips, and insights you need to grow your team, your company, and yourself. Welcome to another episode of Ready to Lead. I am your host, Richard Lindner, and joining me, as always, is the lovely, the talented, the smart, the wise, everyone's favorite coach, Mr. Dr. Professor Jeff Mask. <laughs> Jeff, thank you for joining us today, as always. <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure to be with you and <laughs> everyone listening. Uh, uh, uh. I'm stoked about today. Surprise, surprise. Mostly, though, because Sir Richard is not donning his his staple black hat and Mm. uh, if you were watching the video which you may see a a clip or two online he's got some nice hair today so you know that's an extra extra added benefit today that's let's jump into the topic it is a (laughs) bonus so other than fluffy hair and the lack of baseball cap today's episode i think is 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 both one of those evergreen episodes or or topics something we we all need to take a look at annually and and yearly and daily and monthly, but I think it's also incredibly timely right now as we kick off a, a new year and as we're, we're, you know, getting into it, what we all have is a set of, of goals and, and, and those goals, if we've broken them down, have left us with the realization that we can't continue to own everything we owned last year if we hope to see growth this year, if we hope to grow, right. you know, personally, professionally and all aspects of our life and and if we hope to grow our revenue and our company and our teams that means that we have to find some place and someone to hand off tasks now some of those tasks may be less critical than others but some of them might be incredibly uh, crucial or critical to the success of of the, your company or your department or your team and now we get into the real meat and potatoes of the episode of delegation. How do we delegate? Who do we delegate to? How do we delegate and and allow ourselves to feel confident and let go of control for those of us who may have control issues? But how do we also set up the person that we're, we're delegating to for success? How do we set them up to truly own and take whatever we're delegating further than we were able to take it? right? To, yeah. to, to, to hope and have every reason to believe that a task delegated is something that will grow beyond our own abilities. If we could do that, I think we would all sprint to and celebrate delegation instead of be paralyzed by the, the fear of delegation. And I think that, that we, are all, we are all very lucky to have this conversation with Jeff, because I know this is something that he is passionate about, has, has done a ton of research and like me and like so many others listening, I'm sure has also failed in the execution of this more times than not, which success is a horrible teacher and failure <laughs> when evaluated leads to success. So I am excited about this episode. And, and Jeff, what, I mean, what do you think when, when we start to talk about delegation, like, what do you, what have you felt in the past? What do your, your coaching clients say? Yeah. Like, what is the general feeling in and around delegation? Just let's start there. The, the interesting thing in the relationship with delegation very often is logically, I know I should emotionally, it's really hard for me to do. And, you know, that, that's the most succinct way to put it. And sometimes the emotional is hard because I've tried it before and it left me high and dry or I got burned or I ended up doing it anyway because I can do it faster and better or fill in the blanks of why. And so leaders find themselves in this really 
difficult doom loop. And tell me as you're listening, if you can associate with this at the top of this doom loop is the man. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm busy. My plate is full. As Richard just said, you know, big goals and priorities this year. I've got to let go of some things and free up my time so I can work on these bigger things. But man, I'm so busy. So then my solution, what do I do? I delegate a critical task, semi-delegate, hmm. just keep that in mind. Then you semi-delegate that, but in your mind, you've delegated it fully, only to get to the next step of kind of trained on it, but it's mostly just you know clear in my head, so therefore it should be clear to you as I, as I minimally train you, and that's the third step. And then the fourth step is, fine, I can do it faster and better myself. I'm just going to take it over again and repeat step one, I'm so busy. <laughs> like that, that's... That is the delegation doom loop where it just happens over and over. And then we, we just tell ourselves that this is why I can't delegate because see, I mean, I just wasted so much time, so forth. And we see what's happening in that moment, but we don't stop and go, but what if I were to multiply this times 10 times a hundred? What if I actually could invest some time up front to teach and, and train properly so that delegation really works well? What would that happen in my time in the future? And that's the methodology we'll go through today to help us break some of the tendencies we have as humans i love how you said some of us listening might be have a tendency to need to control things aka some of speaking might. i mean hey <laughs> <laughs> and what i found is i believe everyone listening some have a greater tendency to be control freaks than others however i think where we can all agree on is a task or a high priority project that we're really good at especially one that has a direct direct connection to increasing revenue those are really, really hard to delegate. Also, ones that have a direct connection to a really, really powerful, excellent customer experience. Mm -hmm. But anything that has a massive impact and that we're really good at, those are the things that, when we're honest, they're, they're hard to delegate. They're, they're hard to let go of. And I, I've got a quick story, and then we'll jump into the methodology. So we had a particular division of our team at, at one point where... We had an inside sales team that was generating new revenue and then an outside sales team through strategic partners and events. Hey, maybe that's how you and I met, Richard. But we, we had these large <laughs> events and we had you know, small, medium, and large events that we would do worldwide. And we hired a team of, of professional speakers and business development personnel to go and do amazing things. And if they're listening, I love you all. You're amazing people. You'll remember this story. There was one particular time where we were looking at all of the forecast, all the events, there were a few events that were our big, big, big events. So big that they make or break a quarter and sometimes a half of a year, they're that big. I mean, they're really, really big monetarily and brand wise and so forth. And so we would divide and conquer on all these events and we'd kind of find our own and then we'd, we'd share some events. But there were a few events that it was kind of unknown, uh, the unspoken rule that those were <laughs> Jeff's events. Dibs. Yeah, those were the dips. ones Jeff, only, only Jeff could, could do those. And in my mind, it made perfect sense. There was so much writing on those, uh, on those events. Like I said, if we, if we beat those or did well at those events, we beat the quarter and sometimes half the year. If we didn't, we were left high and dry. So I mm. naturally couldn't delegate those until I looked in the mirror and realized, what am I doing? Just by not delegating these, I am sending several messages. One, I don't fully trust you. Two, I'm accidentally diminishing you. Three, no one's as good as me. 
So lots of pride, lots of fear, lots of scarcity all wrapped into this. And I finally had to have this really awakening of like, if I'm going to be able to do these other things in the business and continue to grow, I have to let go. But my mind was telling me, but if you do and it doesn't go well, you miss the quarter, you miss the year and blah, 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 all the reasons why. But finally, I just turned the keys over and said, here you go. We trained, we went through it, we role played, we did lots of stuff to make sure that I could just chill out. But in not doing that, man, the, the damage I left on the team for a while was just their capacity was capped. And I was unintentionally communicating to them, yeah, you're not quite at my level. You're not quite as good as me. And it was super arrogant, super selfish, super fearful. And I had to let go of all those, all those things. So, and then I was reminded of a methodology that I used for years that I hadn't fully implemented until in this process I did in work. And it was great. So before I go into that methodology, any, any other questions or maybe something that wasn't clear that I just shared? Yeah, one, did it work? What happened? How long did it take? <laughs> like you, you went into the why you didn't. I'm guessing eventually you did. And let, let's finish this. Did it work? How? I mean, yes. did, did it? Was it down before it was up? Like what? Are, what are the other investments that you had to make? Because I think following that doom loop that you were talking about, more than likely, if if again we're following that loop, even with preparation, you watched the first attempt and and. If you were really self-aware, you were able to acknowledge places that maybe they did something better than you had. But yes. no matter your self-awareness, you noticed where you would have done something better. So yeah, let's finish that sure. story. How yeah, did it happen? Back. How did you push through? How many cycles did it take for you to truly let go and for the company and you personally to experience the same or better results from you not being there? Yeah, great, great questions. Because we intentionally prepped for that delegation piece mm -hmm. immediately, once I let go and the first big event and the first test was there, and, and I attended as an attendee in the back of the room, praying, like, come on, baby, we can do it. And, mm -hmm. and just saying, oh, okay, everything's right. It was phenomenal. It worked really well. But it got worse before it got better. Mm -hmm. So so the first one, thankfully, did go well. But then we misstepped on a couple of things. I didn't communicate a few things and nuances of other events and it didn't go quite as well, but it was great learning to your point to where we doubled down on a few things. And then after that let go and it was totally fine and then started doing much better than when I was doing it, which Fair. enabled me to go develop different revenue streams and different strategic partnerships and be with my family more. I mean, it was such a win and the team grew their in personal income grew. The company's income grew. It was like, man, I was so in the way for too long. And that, that was painful, but also a beautiful lesson to, and I to, think, uh, to learn. I think that's, I think that's great preparation and it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. But yeah. if, if you delegate just what you have today, then it's going to get worse for a little while and then it gets better. If you, if you delegate what you have today, next month, next year, as you, as more of uh, is required of you to hit your personal or the company goals, right? If you want to experience growth, it's going to change. It's going to require change for you. So to look at it today and say, well, I could just continue to hold this one thing. Logic is going to say, you've got plenty of time for that. I love what Jeff said on the multiply it. What if it's two things? What if it's 10 things? What if it's 20 things? You are never going to be able to, to, to be in a constant state of growth as a company, as a leader, as a team, as a, husband, as a wife, as a partner, as a anything, if you always hold on to the most important thing, 
because eventually the most important things will take up everything, but it's the most important thing for where you're at. Never the most important thing for where you want to go or need to go. So at best you're treading water. Yeah. That's it. You're really good at treading water, but that's it. So I love that Jeff said that because I think it sets a frame that we all have to just die to a little bit. It's going to get worse before Mm -hmm. it gets better. If we acknowledge it as it starts to get worse, we'll go, "Ah, I must be on the right track. If we don't acknowledge it, then that emotional aspect, that psychological aspect kicks in. The hero savior or hero syndrome kicks in and we go, I got you, boo. And we jump in and we do it and then stand (laughs) there and allow others to bask in the glory that is us. And then the dopamine and everything else kicks in. And it's like, I knew I was really good at this. I'm validated by it. The company gets benefit from it. Therefore, let's not acknowledge the ego part, but therefore I must continue to do it because it's the right thing to do. It's my fiduciary responsibility. The logical lie can kick in, but if we change the narrative, change the mindset and say, it's going to get worse before it gets better. When it gets worse, our brains will go, we must be on the right track. And as long as we don't slough off, and push through, like Jeff said, we doubled down. We acknowledged what yep. went well, we acknowledged what didn't, and we continued, and then it got better, and, and I was able to move on. I think that's an amazing setup for what to expect when entering into true delegation. Now, Jeff, let's talk about how. Let's talk about a framework yeah. for delegation, and I know you've got a great one. Love it, yes. Before I jump into that, if think of the doom loop. I'm so busy, first step. Second one, semi-delegate the task. Next step. Minimal training, last step, oh, fine, I can do it faster and better myself. And back to step one, I'm so busy. Starting with mindset, surprise, surprise. Replace I'm so busy with I have all the time in the world. And watch what happens to your energy and your thinking. And when we think that way, rather than using busyness as a badge of honor and value and something to puff up your self-esteem, replacing that with I have all the time in the world to go create, to go innovate, whatever it needs to do. It enables our mind to delegate in a much more true form in a way that's more enduring and sustainable versus scarcity and fearful. I'm just so busy. Here you go. And there's franticness or eliminate that. Okay. So here's this, here's the methodology. This methodology I I learned over 20 years ago as I was helping young 12 and 13 year old young men to learn how to, to be solid, powerful citizens in Boy Scouts. I was a scoutmaster, and I learned this methodology. So chances are it'll definitely work for the people that you lead. So here are the four simple steps, and then we'll go into deep on each one of them. High level, it's explain, demonstrate, guide, and enable. So that's the edge method. Explain, demonstrate, guide, enable. So here's what each step means. We'll break them down. First step is you explain the why behind it. Help them understand why it matters to them what's the what's the purpose behind it if they don't engage in what what's the purpose it's just kind of like uh checking the box and they won't get the essence and the spirit of what you're trying to do also give visual aids or examples to solidify the idea so examples help to see here's kind of what it looks like here's what an end product looks like or what an example of this project has been in the past then you demonstrate you show them the actual skill or the project or assignment when done well so you kind of show them what success looks like and what an ideal endpoint looks like, all the while keeping in mind that they may do it a little differently and even better, but you, they, you at least need to share with them and demonstrate what does complete look like? What does job well done look like? When, when that happens, it again solidifies in their mind. So that's the explain, then the demonstrate. Then the guide. This is where you let them try. 
it's their turn to experiment, to have experiential learning. So it sinks deep into them instead of just watching and going, oh no, now I'm, now I'm kind of left on my own. I'm not really sure what to do. And man, chemistry really made sense when the teacher was in front of me and so did calculus. But now that I'm on my own, I can't remember that. This is where we're guiding them through the process. We're, we're coaching them through it, helping them understand it. This takes more time. This takes patience. And this is the key step, in my opinion, that we miss a lot when we're delegating. And then we're frustrated and they're frustrated. And then we go back to the doom loop. I'm just going to do it myself because I don't have time to train you on this. And, and I can do it better and faster anyway. You're right in that moment. But again, multiply that times five, times 10, times 100. You're going to be in the same doom loop and you cap your ability to grow yourself and the company. Last one, you've enabled them now on their own. Now they can do it on their own. They're set. So think about explain, demonstrate, guide, enable. And think, if you will, if you're visual, let's think of what our time investment is as leaders on those four steps. In general, about 5% of our time on this particular delegating of task is invested in explaining, about 15% in demonstrating, and about 80% in actually guiding. If we think of it like that, then, okay, that's typically about what it'll be. Then guess what? Oh, wait, there's another step, my friends. But guess what? Goose egg, 0% of your time is is invested in enabling because they're doing it on their own. And now multiply that. And what can you do now because you've effectively delegated this task or project to them because you invested upfront time? That's the key. And too often we feel like, oh, it's too busy. We're too stressed. I'm just so busy. I'll just do it right now. And it kind of takes care of itself in the moment, but we're creating the same doom loop over and over by not seeing the bigger picture and investing in them up front and enabling them and empower them. And guess what? Very often when you do that, the outcome is even better and it's multiplied. And you can do that across multiple tasks and projects and free yourself up to do stuff that maybe is higher dollar stuff or more impact or more strategic or what have you. So that's the edge method, super, super self or super simple, but not necessarily easy to do when you're fighting fires and stressful environments and you'd feel like you don't have the time. Just remember, my future self is going to thank me. Just keep saying that over and over. My future self will thank me. My future self will thank me. And, and you will. It's an amazing process. And like I said, if it works for 12 and 13 year olds really well, by the way, it will work for anyone you're leading. I promise. It just requires us to believe in people and to see them for who they can become and what they're capable of and give them the time and investment they deserve. Yeah, listen, this is, I mean, we can call it the edge method. There are so many different kind of frameworks for delegation, and they all tend to, to follow the same kind of pattern or at least hit the same critical, important characteristics. I mean, if you think, if you've ever worked in a restaurant, if you've ever been a server, if you think someone walks in off the off the street with no experience serving or waiting tables and in seven shifts or less, they are able to wait tables. They've memorized the menu. They know the, the computer program and all of the codes for the entire menu. They understand the sections. They understand the seating rotations, seven shifts. And those shifts are, are, are bookended by shift number one, be quiet, follow me and, and observe. Shift number seven, I'm going to be quiet, follow you and observe, guide, enable, right? But within that time, the human brain has the capacity to learn a lot. We just have to make sure that we hit all of the different the, the different learning styles and types, right? Some learn by doing, Definitely. some learn by, by reading, some learn by hearing, some learn by seeing. I love this because it captures all of them, but allows the freedom to say, if I don't start with explain, 
Not explain what I'm doing. Explain why I'm doing. Explain why it is important. Explain what success looks like. I think delegation fails because we are so fixated on the how I do it or the task and not the desired end result that we turn into box checkers. I did this. Did it work? I don't know. I was instructed to do this in this way. And that's where we fail to grow the capacity and the success of our organization. And I know, Jeff, you're going to dive into each of these. And that's why I'm so excited about Explain. It gives the ability to say, this is why we do this thing. We may not do this thing. This may become irrelevant or this may become um, totally obsolete. But we need to achieve this result for our business, the strategy and how we achieve it, the steps we take to deploy that strategy. All those things are you know, on the table for revision. We have to achieve this goal. Definitely. I think Definitely. that's where so many people go wrong. So Jeff, love yeah, the edge method. And, and let's you know, jump in. Where? Well, here, here's the thing. We already did. We did it. That's how simple it is. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. And, and people might be thinking, wait, what else is it? No, that, that's it. In fact, what I'd love to do is create a simple one-page PDF of this that you can download and say, here's a, just in case you want to review and, and remind yourself. But that's it. I mean, it, it really is that simple. And as we discussed each of, those, each of those pillars, it requires us to just separate them accordingly, think about the time investment, and then get to work and start practicing it. But you nailed it. The the key distinction you just said starts at the beginning and teaching the why behind it that versus here's the task the what that's mm-hmm. where we temp- typically go but when you teach the why and you demonstrate that and show examples then their vision is expanded and they can see and they get the essence of what you're trying to do versus just check a box and okay task mm-hmm. completed and that's part of why delegation can be hard because they don't the people that we delegate to don't necessarily get the essence of it. And the only reason why is we just look ourselves in the mirror and say, we didn't really teach the why that's why. (laughs) So definitely, definitely simple, super powerful. So explain, demonstrate, guide, enable. And again, it's all about teaching the why it's about showing them how to do it so they can understand what complete looks like, what success looks like, guiding them through to the next step, letting them try, taking some time up front, investing with a lot of patience so they understand the process accordingly. Then you let go and you say, you got this. And of course, you, you can be there to, ho- to help and support in the future. But really, if you've done those first three steps, the fa- fourth one takes care of itself. And it's amazing the time you free up and their confidence and their capacity. And guess what? You grow, they grow, the company grows, and it's wonderful. And then you can go back to, I have all the time in the world. And really mean it <laughs> versus just tell yourself that in the in the in the first part yeah so and for, that's it very simple for those of you who went oh, oh he said let go and and they've got it i mean think about the the example or, or the analogy or comparison i had with waiting tables at some point that trainer is moving on that person is going to wait tables now there's going to be a manager there there are going to be other people there to help guide them if they get stuck help tell them how to improve but they're going to wait tables on their own after seven shifts. That's it. The other thing I'll tell you is this process can expand or contract to the person's ability to capture it, to truly own it. 
right? And I like the rule of three. If you do it once, that's great. If you do it twice, we're starting to see a trend. And if you can successfully do it three times, there's a good chance you've got it. So when I go through a method of delegation, I don't let someone have it successfully done once and then absolve myself. Like I mentioned in the beginning, like how do we set this up for success? I think the rule of three is critical in success. Have you been there to guide and enable them through three successful completions of this? And, and I like it to be three in a row. Like if we're, you know, if we're, we're going to go in and, and there's a, a you know, a, a misstep, right? We don't get it right. Or, or they, they kind of do something and, and it doesn't work. I, we, it almost restarts the counter for me. And I don't do that as a strike one. I do that as a, I need to leave this person not only with the knowledge of what they're doing, why they're doing it, how to track its success, but with the confidence to do it, to believe in themselves back to mindset. I think that's critically important. And when someone has done this three times in a row successfully, whatever this is, I believe that that is where the, the kind of the tipping point of self-confidence comes in, in a skill. So I, I have done it three times and there's something powerful about the phrase, you don't need me anymore. It is a graduation of, of sorts. It is a, a passing of the baton. It is a handoff It is a validation of you've got this, but you've got this can kind of be somewhat like I'm rooting for you. And that's not, that's not what we're looking for in mindset. If, if we have gone through the edge method or any of the other methods out there that work, I love this one. But if you've gone through this method, make sure that, that you don't miss the confidence. They've done it three times in a row. You then clearly step away and say, you don't need me anymore. I'm here. You don't need me anymore. I'm excited to see how far you take this. The difference in that versus like, you got this, go get them champ. I'm rooting for you. Those are all like, hope you don't mess it up type statements. Totally. So totally. follow this process, make sure that, that you, you, you get the explanation of not the what, but the why make sure they know how to track whether or not they are achieving that why. So that mm -hmm. if something stops working one, they know. Two, you've explained the why, what does success look like? How do I track it? And if they're, they're intelligent people, which I'm sure they are, you wouldn't be delegating to them. You've given them the room to come up with new ways to, to, to drive those results. That's when transformation happens. When they move past the way you did it, because something changed and that no longer works, and you have guided and enabled them, informed them enough to where they can come up with a new way to do it that hits or exceeds the previous targets. Then the confidence, the ownership, the transformational growth that happens in one person that is infectious to another, that becomes the, the tone, the undertone of your organization. Welcome to breakthroughs. So awesome. So true. So last point that I'll make is you were just hitting on it at the end when they've done the task well, I love to just have a quick reflection moment and say, you remember how it felt when we said, Hey, you're going to take this on mm. what emotions you were feeling, what thoughts you were having now that you've done it and you do it amazingly well, how does that feel? And just let their confidence, you know, let them bask in that glory a bit and help them realize, wow, cause you're teaching a pattern cause it's going to happen again. And when they're stressed about the new thing that you're going to be working with them on, you can just re repeat the pattern again. Remember how that felt? You know how it's going to feel, game on. 
And mm. that's the beauty of growth and scaling up the mountain, whatever we're doing, which this mountain of leadership is summitless. So we're always going to scale. We're always going to keep growing. We've never arrived. And although Richard and I are on this podcast talking about leadership, we have so far to go. And we're fine with that because we know it's a summitless mountain and it's a fun journey and learning and growing and getting kicked in the teeth and realizing, oh, my ego got in the way there. Oh, dang it. I was totally selfish on that or <laughs> totally oblivious. It's all good. We're all learning together. We're all helping us to be ready to lead everyone. And in fact, this, this topic of delegation, I believe, is so important that we're going to break it up into segments of three. So this is the first one. Then we're going to have two micro sessions after this where, where Richard will share a really awesome framework as well. I'll, I'll share a different framework that all of them work really well and all can be used for different times and different seasons in different businesses, but all can be super effective. But I believe tools and frameworks around delegation, how to get our minds in the right place, how to do so well is a massive enabling function for our growth personally, for our team's growth and for the company's growth. It's a really great feeling when we can really master it. So stay tuned for more coming on this topic. Hopefully we'll just deliver them one, two, three right after each other. We, we never are quite sure how it will pan out, but that's the, that's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Jeff, thank you so much. I love the, the, the simplicity, but the power of the method that you shared. I think that we are on a, on a hot topic and something that is so crucial to, to leadership and leading ourselves and leading others. So thank you for everything. Thank you for joining us today. And please come back next time as we dive deeper into a three-part series on delegation. Until next time. Awesome. Thank you. And I'll see you soon. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Ready to Lead show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a rating on your favorite podcast platform. And if you want to stay updated on the release of new episodes, be sure to hit that follow button. And Jeff and Richard, they want to hear from you. If there's an episode topic you'd like to hear them dive into, or something about today's episode that was a big breakthrough, or maybe even something you disagree with, they want to know, send them an email at feedback at readytolead.com. Thanks again for tuning into this episode. We'll see you on the next one.